What's up, guys? Welcome to TNT Sports Talk. Today is Tuesday, October 15th. As always, we are presented by D's Home Cuts. Uh, this is episode 62, and I'm your host, Travis Karcheski. Uh, we're going to start the show with something that I think everybody knows. Aaron Rodgers is the single greatest quarterback and man alive. Um, we're going to talk about that a little bit later in the show. We're going to kick it off with some baseball, go through the NBA playoffs, uh, NBA, MLB playoffs, and then we're going to talk a little basketball. We got a little NBA on our mind today because the season kicks off tonight. We're recording this. I'm recording this on Tuesday uh, in the afternoon, so the season does kick off tonight. There's only two games tonight, um, so there's not a lot of action. So Wednesday is really uh, the big day because a lot of teams are playing. But uh, it is a big night tonight. We got a lot of basketball on. Uh, we're going to go through season preview, give our MVP predictions, most improved player, stuff like that. Um, and then, like I said, we're going to go through football week six, uh, college football week seven. We got a couple segments that do here um, after that. And then we'll wrap it up and get you on out here. Um, You'll be after this at the end of the show. You'll be a lot smarter. Be a lot uh, more informed about what's going on in the sports world. So we're glad you listened, um, and just sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. So we're gonna start with the MLB playoffs. We had two games, like I said, going on right now. Two series, series of seven. Boston and Houston is where we'll start in the American League. Uh, it's one to one right now. We're playing in Houston tonight. Uh, I think it's Keuchel versus Evaldi, I believe. Um, Houston won game one, seven to two. Boston won game two, seven to five. Uh, so obviously, I think pitching is the biggest thing in the playoffs. I've said it before; I'll say it again. You need to have good pitching if you want to go far in the playoffs. Um, every team in this thing has good pitching, whether it's a really good bullpen or a really good starting rotation. Uh, and obviously, I think pitching is going to be what happens is how you're going to win this series, Boston versus Houston. Uh, I think Houston has the better starters right now. Um, you know, Price is not that good in the playoffs. Sales a little beat up right now. He's dealing with some uh, uh, health problems, but he's he's still a solid pitcher. But they just don't have besides Price and uh, Sale. The lineup below that is pretty thin. You know, Evaldi going game three is not a great look when they're going against Keuchel, who a couple years ago was a Cy Young contender and is still a very good pitcher. And the only reason he's starting game three is because Garrett Cole and Verlander are out of this world. And Verlander's an, a Hall of Famer. So it's going to be a big deal. I talked about it beforehand. You know, the Red Sox one weakness is their starting rotation isn't as deep as some of these teams. Uh, you look at a team like Milwaukee who they don't really have that great of a starting rotation either. Um, especially once you get past the first or second guys. Um, but the, difference between Milwaukee and Boston is Milwaukee has a really good bullpen. Boston doesn't have that great, that dominant of a bullpen. You know, their middle relievers are a little shaky right now. You know, not to reference too much into the Indians. I got to bring them up. You know, when Indians have an, had Andrew Miller when he was really on it a couple years ago in 2016. That's the key. That's the difference between you know, going far in the World Series, going far in the playoffs and making it to the World Series versus, you know, losing the wildcard game or losing uh, one of these series early on. Um, you got to have a middle reliever who's just absolutely dominant, somebody like a hater, like Andrew Miller was a couple uh, years ago. Houston's got some guys. So this bullpen, the, the bullpen situation is a big deal. Um, and that's why I think Houston's going to end up winning this series. I think Houston is interesting because usually – 
teams that go back to back the World Series, you know, when they come back from the playoffs uh, for the next year, they're usually tired, a little bit beat up. But Houston looks fresh. Houston looks really good. They look really dominant, and I could see them, you know, continuing to make a run at this thing. Now, on the other side of things with the NL, you know, obviously the Brewers won last night four to nothing. Uh, we got both games on tonight, uh, but Milwaukee's up two to one. Uh, like I said, game four is tonight. I'm not sure what the pitching matchup is in that series. Um, I can check for you. But the Dodgers, the the Dodgers aren't a four nothing, four to nothing team. They don't lose. They don't get shut out usually. It's very rare. I, like I said, the bullpen in Milwaukee is pretty good. Their starting rotation, their starting rotation's been a lot better than I thought. They came into this uh, not really having a headlining guy, and uh, you know they they change things a little bit than what we're used to you know they don't have their starters going you know six seven innings these starters are going four five uh, and then their bullpen comes out and finishes it up because that bullpen in Milwaukee is just so dominant uh, you know I'm not a big fan of the racist uh, hater but uh, he's been dominant Jeremy Jeffries has been dominant Corey Knable has been dominant you know these are three all-star caliber players who are just blowing out teams um, with their pitching so I'm not going to make a prediction on this yet. You know, I think the Brewers have a little bit of an upper hand. But the thing is, you know, the Brewers and the Dodgers in terms of talent on paper, the Dodgers are the more talented team. And I think the Dodgers could easily win this series. But the Brewers have just been the most magical team over the last couple of months, over the last month, really. Uh, you know, they won 12 straight. They obviously lost on Saturday, and that ended that. But this this team is, is magical. There's something going on here, and you can't uh, – sleep on that October magic you know October magic is a big thing uh you know you might not be the most talented team but like the Indians a couple years ago the Astros last year if you catch on and you really get your stride going it's and you start feeling yourself a little bit it's hard to stop that and uh it's going to be interesting to see how far the Brewers can carry this magic going forward. You know, Craig Council's a think difference between the Indians and the Astros, uh, more so with the Indians, is they had a uh, of experienced manager in Terry Francona who's been there before. Uh, Craig Council has not been there before. Um, you know, will he fall in this moment? I'm not sure because, like what Truman said in the last show, they may not, they might not have the most experience, but they do have experience. You know, they got guys like Lorenzo Cain, uh, who was in the World Series a couple years ago. Mustakas is in the World Series a couple years ago. They got guys in the locker room, which I think not only are they good players, but it was a huge addition for them to add those guys because those guys know how to win. They know how to win in October, especially, which is the most important thing. But you know, it's it's exciting time in. Uh, October and in sports because these next two series are going to heat up. I don't think, you know, any of these teams are going to start to pull away from it. I think it's going to be close either way, back and forth, back and forth. But now we're going to move on to the NBA. Uh, we got NBA kicking off tonight, I said. Like I said, uh, I think Oklahoma City. Oh, by the way, Milwaukee versus uh LA Dodgers versus Brewers, the starter for game three, uh, game four actually, sorry, or Gio Gonzalez and Rich Hill. So pretty decent pitching matchup, uh, I would say. We're going to go to the NBA now. Uh, two games tonight, like I said, Philadelphia and Boston and Oklahoma City and Golden State. So a lot of stars are on display. No Russell Westbrook. He's still dealing with the arthroscopic knee surgery he got a couple months ago. Uh, nothing you should be too concerned about, Thunder fans, but... Uh, Obviously, you won't have him tonight, which is not a big deal because the NBA season, uh, it's October 15th. It's kicking off, and it's going to finish up in June 12th was when it finished up last year or June 16th, something like that. Uh, it's too long. 
We all know that. I think everybody knows the NBA season is way too long. It should not be kicking off this early. Uh, and they they keep pushing it. Uh, I get it. They want more rest days, but it's way too long. Um, not sure how you'd fix that. Maybe go down to a smaller schedule. But uh, you know, I like the amount of games they play, and I guess they just want more rest day. But it's just a long, exhausting season. Uh, and to cut down the off season is kind of tough. Because I remember, you know, a couple years ago, it used to start around Halloween, um, which I guess is kind of starting around Halloween still today. Uh, but it, it's kind of hard for an NBA guys to play a whole season like this. But with more rest days, it shouldn't be too bad. So we're going to break it down with basketball. We're going to give a little bit of a season preview. Um, going through some of these awards predictions. Uh, but we get, do got a little bit of news before that. Larry Nance uh, signed back with the Cavs for a four-year, $45 million extension. Uh, I know a lot of people, a lot of Cavs fans I know are kind of hating on this deal. They're saying they're paid too much. But Larry Nance is a fine young player, um, somebody who really brought a spark to the Cavs towards the end of the year last year um, when there was, it was a much-needed spark. Um, you know, obviously, he's known for making a lot of highlight dunks, but he is a solid player. Uh, he's athletic, and he is long, and that's what you need to win in the NBA today. And the Cavs can't afford to be losing type of guy, types of guys like these. He's a local guy. He's been around uh, Northeast Ohio pretty much his whole life. Uh, his dad played for the Cavs. Um, so you know... It's kind of cool to keep him around. I don't think that's much. That's too expensive of the deal of a deal. Uh, it's about you know what would you say, eleven million a year, which is not crazy considering some of these crazy NBA contracts that have been handed out the last couple of years. Miles um, Turner, he signed back with the uh, Pacers, a four-year, eighty million dollar extension. Uh, he's a franchise type of center. I know he's been working really hard. There's been some pictures where he's looking a, a lot better this year uh, in terms of his body shape, his body type. Uh, he's looking a lot more fit. Um, up to have a good season this year is what he's trying to do. He is a franchise-level center. Like I said, he's one of those new-age centers, those you know athletic, can shoot a little bit, um, the type of center you need and you, and you want to build around and the type of center you need if you want to start winning some NBA championships. You know, this is a big deal, these two deals, because they're keeping guys who, uh, you know, guys that they need. Pacers deal, more importantly, Miles Turner. They're keeping a guy who was drafted there. They want to keep him for a long term. And the Pacers, I like what the Pacers are doing. As far as the Cavs goes, I like what they're doing with Larry Nance. Keep him around. He's a local guy, like I said. Uh, he's young. Uh, he's athletic. And he's just going to go up. He's just going to provide more of a spark off the bench for them. And maybe even transition into a starting role. I don't know. We're going to move now to our season preview. Like I said, the NBA kicks off tonight. I've said it about six times already. I feel like uh, everybody should watch tonight. There's going to be some big games, Boston and uh, Philadelphia. A little bit of a rematch last year from the playoffs. Uh, the, a fully healthy Celtics lineup is going to be something fun to watch. Um, as far as the 76ers go, they are healthy as well. Markel Fultz will be starting. Uh, they're moving J.J. Redick to a bench roll. We'll get into that in a minute. Uh, so it is going to be an interesting little little game tonight between those two teams. Like I said, it's the first game, so there's not going to be a ton of weight put on it. Obviously, you want to come out and have a good show for the first game of the year. But uh, there's 82 of these, so don't freak out uh, no matter what happens tonight or tomorrow over the next two to three weeks, I would say. Uh, let teams kind of figure where they're at, figure themselves out where they're at. So... We're going to do our season preview. MVP award. We're going to talk a little bit here about who I think is going to win the MVP award in this 20, 
2018-2019 season. Had to think about that for a second. So MVP, I think it's going to go to Anthony Davis. We've seen it the last couple years where uh, the, the guy wins who everybody thinks it's going to win. Uh, and then the runner-up usually wins it the next year. We saw it with Harden. Uh, he was the runner-up to Westbrook last year. Harden won this year. We've seen it a couple times over the last couple years. Uh, and Anthony Davis was the clear runner-up last year over Harden. Harden deserved the MVP award. Uh, it was a long time coming for him to get it. Uh, but Jan- but Anthony Davis is one of the best players in the NBA. Um, and without Boogie Cousins, he's the Pelicans are going to need him more than ever. And I could see him absolutely going off this year. Um like I said, with no more Boogie Cousins, he's got Julius Randle there, who's, who's not Boogie Cousins by any means, but he is you know, a solid player. It's going to help. Uh, I think Anthony Davis takes a little personal that Boogie Cousins left. I know they were pretty good friends, and I think he kind of internalizes that and goes off. As far as my sleeper goes, um, you know, I know Truman doesn't really listen to it, or maybe he does. I think Giannis is a good sleeper pick if he can shoot. That's the big problem with Giannis. You know, people... Everyone freaks out about his dunks, you know, and yeah, he has cool dunks, but the dude can't shoot. That's his problem. He cannot shoot a basketball to save his life, um, and you need to shoot to be a superstar in the NBA today, and, and he is a superstar. I take that back. You need to shoot to be able to be a MVP in this league in this day and day, day and age. As far as, you know, another sleeper, Carmelo Anthony, I'm going to say it, Carmelo Anthony we're going to talk about this a little bit more, or do we want to go off now? Screw it, we're going to go off now a little bit. So I posted a picture yesterday on our Twitter talking about you know Carmelo Anthony. Uh, I posted a shirt that I really want to get that I made. Uh, said Carmelo or said Mello for MVP. It was a red shirt. It was a pretty sick shirt. Uh, and then I got a lot of hate in the comments. A lot of people saying it's a joke. Everybody's laughing at me, saying Mello's trash. Mello ain't trash. We've talked about this time and time again. We're going to talk about my two guys on the show today. We'll start with Mello. We're going to talk about Aaron Rodgers a little bit later in the show. Carmelo Anthony and Aaron Rodgers, I say it time and time again to whoever asks, are the two guys in this world, the two athletes in this world that I would do anything for. Those are my guys, Carmelo and Aaron Rodgers. I don't know why. I, I couldn't. I can't tell you why I love Carmelo so much. It's just the way it is. You know, I grew up and he was just always, you know, a love of mine. It's just, you know, people don't know why uh, they love something, but I do. I love Carmelo Anthony more than anything. And I think this year more than ever, um, this is one of the biggest years of Carmelo Anthony's career. Um, you know, he was with the Nuggets for a while. He was with the Knicks for a while. Uh, then he went to the Thunder and he was gone after a year. Carmelo Anthony thrives, I think, with some consistency. Um, and I know if he he knows that if he doesn't perform this year, he's going to be gone. Uh, and two teams in a row where you get cut in under a year, you don't last past a year, that's not good for future NBA deals. And I know Melo wants to keep playing. As far as uh, the disrespect he's been receiving... It's ridiculous. We're not going to stand for it anymore. This podcast is the number one Carmelo Anthony supporting podcast um, in the world. You won't find it anywhere else. I carry Carmelo. I carry Carmelo love on my back, and I drag it around everywhere I go. And sometimes it's a little easier. Sometimes it's a little harder. And it's been really hard as of late. But I keep going because that's just the type of guy I am. I love Carmelo with everything in my. In my body, every fiber in my body, every piece of me loves Carmelo more than anything. And I will carry this love for him. And I will 
constantly defend off hate. I'm not a, I'm not a hateful guy. You come at me with you know insults. It's not that big of a deal to me. I usually just shrug it off. I'm usually a pretty cool-headed person. But when you start to make fun of Carmelo or Aaron Rodgers, but Carmelo's been made fun of a lot more in the past, I don't like it. And I turn into a little bit of a, you know, a Carmelo guy. I'm always, I don't really know how to print, how to say that. But uh, Carmelo is amazing to me. He is, a, he is still a superstar. He will always be a superstar in my mind. This year will be different because this year he has guys he actually loves to play with, friends, best friends, and Chris Paul. Um, James Harden's one of his guys now. I think it's going to be a little bit of a different year for him. I'm not saying he's going to win the MVP. I'm not saying that he is uh, the runaway MVP candidate. Obviously, he's passed his prime a little bit, but all I'm saying is maybe he can reset the clock a little bit and maybe go back into his prime and maybe become a little bit more respected in the league this year because he certainly deserves it. He doesn't deserve the hate he's been getting. Um so please stop. Please stop making fun of him. You don't know what you're talking about when you say Carmelo's not a superstar. He is a superstar. He's just had a rough couple of years. And I could dive into it more and more if you want me to talk about it. But we're going to move on to most improved player. So this is a this is the award for the best player, uh, for the most improved player, as it kind of says for itself. Victor Oladipo won last year. Guys who didn't have that great of a year this year, but have really showed up on the scene and have impressed. Like I said, Oladipo won it last year. Well-deserved. This year, I think it goes to Brandon Ingram from the Lakers. Brandon has... We've been waiting for Brandon Ingram to kind of come out the last couple of years. Uh, he's obviously got the length. He's been he's been one of the skinniest guys in the NBA, one of the weirdest-looking guys in the NBA in terms of body shape. Uh, but he is so damn long and that's all you need in the nba today is to be long athletic and can shoot and ingram has all that playing with lebron's going to help him out a lot i think he'll learn a lot from lebron uh a sleeper for this pick i think is chetty 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 osman from the Cavs. um he's been working a lot the past couple of uh lebron and a couple other guys he's been working out with kobe um so this could be somebody to take over now that lebron's left the Cavs are waiting for somebody to take over and i could see osman doing just that Defensive MVP, Rudy Gobert won it last year. I think Rudy Gobert wins it again. He is the best defensive player in the NBA. Uh, sleeper, I think, not really a sleeper a couple years ago, would be Kawhi. Um, you know, Kawhi is just a sleeper because nobody really knows what he's going to do this year. I think that's the biggest storyline heading into this season. You know, what's Kawhi going to do? What's he going to be? Is he going to be even half of as good as he was? Is he going to be as good as he was? We don't know yet. He's in a different situation, a fresh start. And it's just kind of a deep breath, and he'll be all right. And I think he'll kind of come back to form a little bit more. Rookie of the year, I think it goes to Luka Doncic. Um, Aiden is kind of my sleeper here, if you if you call Aiden a sleeper. He was the number one overall pick. Doncic has really impressed in the uh, summer league and in preseason. Him and Dennis Smith might be the next combo. Uh, Doncic was an MVP over there in Europe. I think he is I think he was a little disrespected coming into the draft this year. You know, Trey Young went before him. I think the Hawks are really going to regret that. And I think that you're going to start to see the Mavericks' young core start to show a little bit, like I said, with Doncic and Smith. Uh, and then Aiton as a sleeper. He's not really a sleeper. He's the number one overall pick, the safe bet. Um, and I could see Aiton doing that too. Coach of the year, I think, surprisingly, Coach of the year has never been awarded to Brad Stevens from the Celtics, which is surprising because I think he's the best coach in the NBA. Um, 
I think Brad Stevens wins it this year, finally gets the respect he's deserved. Uh, Quinn Snyder from Utah, that's a, that's another person you could say could win the uh, Coach of the Year. Uh, he's got these Jazz playing a lot better uh, the last couple of years. They do have a really good young core too. Six man, I changed it up. I was going to do Lou Williams again because he is the best six man in the NBA. Uh, Eric Gordon's right there too. But I'm going J.J. Redick now that he's being moved to the bench. Uh, he's a starter on any other team really. Most teams, uh, you know, I don't I don't think it's a bad move to move him to the bench because obviously you want Markel Fultz starting there. But uh, I think J.J. Redick is, you know, a perfect six man in terms of just coming off the bench and providing straight scoring. So, like I said, NBA starts up tonight. Uh, we're not going to hate on Melo this year. We're not going to take that. If you come at me on Twitter f- hating on Carmelo Anthony, you will get it back. You don't want the smoke that I will be delivering uh, if you decide to come at Carmelo Anthony. He is my everything in, in the NBA, and I love him, and I am the only podcast host, I think, to really stand behind him fully, um, and that's going to change the next couple of months here, as soon as the NBA starts to kick off, and as soon as he starts balling again, but we're going to move now to football, but before that, I want to remind you guys that our show is brought to you by A's Lawn Service, so let's break it down a little bit, uh, we didn't get to break it down in the last show, so let's do it a little bit here. So I'm gonna take take you back a little bit. It's you're, you're sitting at home. You look outside. It's cold. Uh, falls coming around the corner. Falls here actually. It's not coming around the corner, uh, but it's really cold out. And you look outside, and all you see in your backyard and your front lawn is leaves. Leaves everywhere. You look to the left. You look to the left at your neighbor on the, at your neighbor. You look to your right at your neighbor on the right. And all you see is their lawn is completely spotless and clear because they have all the time in the world to go outside and do their leaves. But you don't because you're out here grinding. Every single day, it's grind season. You don't have time to be doing leaves and to be spending that much time doing the leaves um, or even cutting the lawn for that matter. You don't have time to be taking care of your lawn because uh, you're out here grinding every single day, whether you're a student, whether you're at work, whatever, you're grinding and that's all that matters and you just don't have the time to be doing the lawn service. So turn to A's. Since 2014, A's has been providing professional landscaping to many homes around Northeast Ohio. Uh, while you may be grinding at school or work or whatever, A's is grinding at lawn care and lawn service since 2014 like i said this team of professional landscapers has been doing the best work around northeast ohio northeast ohio as possible um every single time every single year you hear about these bigger landscaping companies who hire these kids off the street just bring as many kids as in as possible and they just do the work and leave whenever they want but a's will provide you with the personal touch and treatment of a bunch of college kids working to make a dollar uh, and grinding out here um so trust days trust me your lawn your home will never be uh will never look better the phone number is 330-241-2392 and the email is lawnservice.as at gmail.com make your lawn look even better than your neighbors make them jealous of you um and they'll start to wonder you know how do they have the time to be doing all this type of stuff uh whether with you're in school or whatever but uh turn to a's trust me you'll make your neighbors jealous a's lawn service llc you grow we cut it Football week seven, week six. Let's wrap it up here. A um, couple games: Philadelphia and uh, the Giants on Thursday night. Philadelphia won thirty-four to nineteen, thirty-four to thirteen. It feels like this game was a while ago. Uh, 
Philadelphia is right back on track. The Giants are continuing to fall, it looks like. Uh, Eli is done. We'll talk about that in question and answer. Let's get to Sunday. The real action started. Tampa and Atlanta. Atlanta won 34-29. Good game between both of these guys. Jameis Winston, uh, his first start um, in a long time, it seems like. He played well, but it just wasn't well enough to play, to beat the Atlanta Falcons. Although Atlanta is now struggling. They lost Devontae Freeman. He's been put on IR. Um, this team in Atlanta is just not uh, staying healthy or being healthy, for that matter. Um, that's going to be a huge problem down the road. I'm not really sure to where to rank both of these teams yet. Tampa is a good team, I think, but they're just average. They're not going to win this division. Next game, Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. Uh, Andy Dalton shrunk again in a big moment, and Pittsburgh got the win 28-21. to uh, Pittsburgh forever proving that they are the best team in this division, uh, even though everybody's starting to think, even I started to think that the Bengals were for real. Uh, Andy Dalton choked again, and I just don't think that he is going to win this team big games anytime soon. And maybe it's time to start moving on a little bit, even though he has been playing well. Uh, Chargers and the Browns. Chargers won 38-14, restored order in the NFL by giving the Browns another loss. Uh, a heartbreaking loss for Browns fans because this was finally a week people thought the Browns could kind of bounce back a little bit and really start to establish themselves as a good team in the NFL, not just getting these crappy little wins here and there. They got annihilated. The Chargers are really bad when they come uh, to the East Coast. You know, Phillip Rivers playing in the cold. He doesn't like it that much. Uh, and this, the Browns just look bad. You know, I know there was a couple missed calls every week. The Browns fans will say that every time they lose, they'll start claim, blaming it on calls. Uh, but every week, you can't lose by calls. It's virtually impossible because there's missed calls on both sides. You know, I could say that for the Packers, too. Uh, I say we have, we've gotten a little bit more screwed than you have the last couple of years, Browns fans. But uh, the Browns just got demolished 38-14. to Like I said, let's move on to Houston and Buffalo. Houston won 20-13. Josh Allen is uh, hurt. He got hurt middle of this game. Nathan Peterman came in, said, I got this, coach. Don't worry. He threw a pick six, and I believe he threw another pick later in that game. So Peterman's still doing his thing, still still, uh, still uh, thriving and surviving uh, in Buffalo. Not sure how they signed Derek Anderson. Hopefully they'll give Derek the start next week because it looks like Josh Allen's going to be out a couple more weeks. Houston, I was ready to say they were done a couple weeks ago, but they've, now they've rattled off a couple wins. Uh, granted, it wasn't that impressive of a win when you're beating the Buffalo Bills. But again, a win's a win. A win, a win is a win is a win is a win in the NFL, and that's all that matters um, there. So Chicago and Miami, the Brockett ship. Brock Osweiler got the call a couple hours before kickoff. Uh, Miami got the win 31-28 to in overtime. What a game. One of the best games, easily the best 1 o'clock game. Brock Osweiler. Uh, if, for those who don't know, he's only played on AFC teams, and every he's played on the Broncos, the Texans, and now Miami. And every single one of those debuts on the team, starting debuts, was against the Bears, and he's beaten them all three times. How about that, folks? That is extremely, extremely unlikely. Um, but Brock Osweiler put together a pretty good game. I think it's enough. Uh, to really get fans thinking, hey, maybe Brock Osweiler deserves a starting shot in the NFL again. He doesn't. He's a good backup. He's going to be a good backup wherever he goes. But again, he's going to keep getting these big-ass contracts. He is 
the sexier Mike Glennon. That's all he is. Um, and he's the less flashier Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's just a career backup. Uh, Arizona and Minnesota. Minnesota won 27-17. Adam Thielen, I think six straight games, uh, over 100 yards. He is just straight up balling right now. Uh, Arizona is just not ready to compete yet. You know, Josh Rosen, I think, is doing a fine job there as a starter, the best that you could ask with the talent he's been given. Uh, but he's just... He's not ready to take this team anywhere soon. They, this team needs to start building our up up around him a little bit more. Uh, next game, Jets and Colts. The Jets won 42-34. to uh, Another shootout for the Colts, which is surprising. This defense is pretty weak right now. Um, they really need some secondary help. Uh, Chicago is... Not Ch- Chicago, what I'm talking about. Uh, the Jets. Sam Darnold is for real. He is a franchise quarterback. I know, you know, it wasn't the prettiest of wins, but he put up 42 points, and he is just consistently moving the ball and moving the offense down the field, which is what you want from your quarterback. Uh, it's really important for your quarterback to really stay poised in the pocket, and Sam Darnold is doing that. So that's a big deal uh, for the Jets and the Jets fans. Seattle and Oakland in London. Uh, Seattle crushed Oakland 27-3. to Seattle and Oakland are both bad teams. Don't read. This is one of those games where people could say, "Oh, is Seattle pretty good?" No, they're not fucking good. They're a shitty team, uh, and they just beat a really bad Oakland team. Who's just who's Oakland is just a mess right now. And I hate talking about the Oakland Raiders because most people thought that they were going to be up and coming, but they really haven't, and they screwed it up so badly. Uh, so Seattle got the win, twenty-seven to three. Carolina at Washington. Washington won twenty-three to seventeen. Uh, just the NFC East, it's getting a little bit more shaky um, every single week. Washington, Dallas both won this week. Um, Carolina, I'm not really sure what to think of. I think Washington's a team that plays up to their competition or plays down to their competition. So not much to think there yet. Uh, the Rams in Denver, the Rams won 23-20. to uh, I think this game, even though the Rams won, I think it showed us that the Rams are beatable. They're not the, as good as everybody thinks. They're not a 16-0 team. They're going to get a loss here soon. Uh, even though they played well uh, and they got the win, they're just just—they're not unbeatable, which is important. Jacksonville at Dallas. Dallas won 40-7. I had, I had no clue where this game was coming from in Dallas. Uh, Dak Prescott didn't play well. Uh, he had a couple nice passes, a couple nice runs, but all in all, he didn't play amazing. Uh, probably his best game of the season so far. Ezekiel Elliott played well as usual. I'm not sure what's wrong with Jacksonville. People are calling them one-hit wonders, a one-year wonder. Um, and I don't want to believe that because they are my Super Bowl pick, but uh, it's looking more and more like that. They just got it. They've lost you know, a couple straight here, and they really just need to fix things a little bit and get back on track, which I think they'll do. I think Doug Marone will get them to do because he is a pretty good coach. Uh, next game, Baltimore, Tennessee. Baltimore won 21 to nothing. They sacked Mariota. I don't have the number in front of me, but it was a lot. That's all I can remember. It was a lot and a lot and a lot. Uh, Mariota's just not ready to be an NFL quarterback. I think I'm ready to put the – Put the uh, stamp on him. He is going to be a bust. Mariota is just not consistent enough to be a quarterback in the NFL. Does he show flashes? Yeah, he shows a lot of flashes. But he is just not ready to be um, 
a Super Bowl quarterback, somebody who could take a team to the Super Bowl. He's just a decent QB right now, and he's going to get you to eight and eight, nine and uh, seven every year, every couple of years. He may get you to the first round of the playoffs where you'll lose. He's just not the quarterback that uh, I want leading my franchise. The next two games, the best games of the week: Kansas City and New England. New England won forty-three to forty in a shootout. Um, even though Kansas City lost, uh, the Rams are now the only undefeated team in the league. Kansas City really played well, and they showed us why. Pat Mahomes showed us, you know, why he is the future of the NFL. There was no torch passing like people were suggesting. Uh, Brady's still here. Brady's still slinging dimes all across the field, and uh, you know they still are the better team. Green Bay and San Francisco. Green Bay won thirty-three to thirty. <laughs> another great game for us Packer fans, another bad game for the Patriot fans because Aaron Rodgers showed us time and time again why he is the best quarterback in the NFL. Um, Rodgers has had a rough couple of weeks. He still has 12 interceptions in one pick after last night, which is a really good number. He's, he's second in the league in passing yards behind Drew Brees, behind Big Ben. Sorry about that. Um, and it showed us time and time again. While he is the best quarterback in the NFL, you don't give Aaron Rodgers so many chances to win the game. The Packers, they're going to be all right. I was a little worried after last game, a little worried after Crosby uh, missed a couple field goals last game, but they're going to be all right. I think Beathard's a pretty good quarterback, and I think the 49ers are a good team. Green Bay, you know, we got to the bye week. That's all that matters. We got to the bye week above 500, tied for first place. Or no, we're second in first place. We're second in the NFC North. We would be beating the Bears if not for that tie. Um, in terms of where I rank this, where I put the Packers right now, they're middle of the pack right now. But they got a great opportunity these next couple of weeks. They got a bye week this week. Coming off the bye to play the Rams, which will be a huge game for them. And then they play the Patriots after that. So if they can knock off the Rams... And the Patriots in back-to-back weeks, they'll be right back up in that top five team uh, discussion. You know, it really, last night was a game that just made me, you know, thank God that I ever got into sports. Aaron Rodgers leading the team down the field. Crosby missing five kicks last week. You know, there's so much I want to talk about, but I just want to talk about Mason Crosby right now. Last week, he missed five field goals. He had probably the worst day any kicker could ever dream of um, coming up into college in the NFL. Missing five kicks is a rough start, is a rough um, type of thing. You know, you don't want to see your kicker ever do that because it's going to lose you the game. Most teams, and this is why I love the Packers, most teams would have said, oh, you missed five field goals in a row. You're not a good kicker. We're moving on. We're going to go ahead and cut you and sign somebody else and just continue to have kicker problems. Why I love the Packers is they stuck with Mason Crosby. They knew he's made a lot of big kicks for them in the past. He is a good, reliable kicker for whatever reason he was off last Sunday. And they, they gave him, they put all their trust in him, and they gave him another shot. And he came out and proved as to why he deserved that shot. Going 4-4-4, four for four, winning, winning the game on a winning field goal. And it's just amazing. I love the Packers so much, and it's not even funny. Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the NFL. If you doubt that, you don't know anything about football. Devontae Adams is a top five receiver. Aaron Rodgers, Devontae Adams is the number one wide receiver quarterback tandem in the NFL. We're going to move on before I start to get a little 
off track and a little worked up here. But we're going to go to Tampa Bay where they fired Mike Smith as their defensive coordinator. Uh, Smith was the head coach for the Falcons a couple years ago, got fired. Um, he was a good coach for them. He was a hot defensive coordinator name, uh, but he's just have, hasn't done a great job the last couple of years, um, especially the last couple of games. You know, the four out of the five games they've given up thirty plus points. That's just unacceptable as a defensive coordinator, and you knew it was time for him to move on. Will he get another job somewhere? Possibly. I doubt it. Um, this might be the end of the road for a longtime football guy in Mike Smith. Maybe he'll latch on somewhere as a uh, assistant coach, but who knows. And other than that, in terms of football, I did have a couple things, but looking at the time right now, I think we're going to move on to college football so we can squeeze everything in. College football, this was a huge week. Week 7, I didn't really get to watch much of it because I was working all day Saturday, but I was watching on my phone and just watching these teams, these top 5 teams, top 10 teams go down was amazing. It wasn't... No, it was amazing because Ohio State won, and Ohio State's number two now. Uh, but we'll just go through each game. I'll give a quick little recap of my thoughts on each game. Notre Dame versus Pittsburgh. Notre Dame won 19-14. Close game for number five Notre Dame, uh, but they did pull it out. UCF and Memphis. Number 10 UCF won 31-30. Again, another really close game. Memphis is the second best team in that conference behind UCF, so I don't give it too much. Uh thought but uh still ucf is still one of the best teams in the country and i don't think that changed because of a bad week washington and oregon number seven washington lost to number 17 oregon 30 to 27 in overtime herbert the quarterback for oregon is going to be the first pick this year in the draft um he is the best quarterback prospect in the country one of the best to come out the last couple of years uh, Michigan State upset at number eight Penn State twenty one to seventeen. So bye bye to anybody who ever thought that Penn State was going to challenge us for the Big Ten championship. I think Ohio State's got that right now. Um, although Michigan number twelve Michigan beat number fifteen Wisconsin thirty eight to thirteen. Basically just digging the grave. BYU dug the grave for uh, uh, Wisconsin, but. Michigan put the dirt all over the grave for them. For If they have any hope of ever reaching the playoffs, it ain't going to be this year. Um, shout out, Troom. 38-13, though. Michigan played well. They're not as good as Ohio State yet. I truly believe that. Knock on wood. But uh, we'll see what happens. They, they, they might be a little bit of a challenge here. You know, I'm going to be rooting hard for them to lose uh, these next couple of weeks. But the best game in the country, number 13, LSU versus number 2, Georgia. LSU won 36-16 cementing them as a top 10 team in this country lsu is one of the best teams in the sec i think they're right there with alabama and that alabama lsu matchup this year is going to be one of the biggest games of the year because my guy joe burrow my guy ed ogeron at head coach are just doing it they're just doing it so well right now and it's so fun to watch and i'm so excited to watch them for the next couple of uh games here um and the next couple of weeks lsu is my sec team we're going to move now to our uh, question and answer. We've got a couple segments I wanted to debut today, so that's going to be a little bit of fun. But before that, you always know who our show is brought to you by. It's these Home Cuts. So these Home Cuts has been around for the last couple of years, and let me tell you, it's the best place around Northeast Ohio to get a great haircut at a low price. For only $7, these Home Cuts will provide you with a modern haircut and styling. Truman and I, and most of our guests, I'd say about 90% of our guests, 
have been getting our hair cut at D's for the last couple of months, and we have never looked or felt better. The boys of Medina, the boys of D's home cuts are cleaning up in these streets all because of Dom and his great uh, hair cut strategy. Dom is going to give you the best cut possible, and every single time you go into the shop, the cuts are going to get better every single time. Every single time you go into the shop, the, the experience, the cut, it gets better because he's always upgrading his equipment so he can give you the best haircut and experience possible. You can find these home cuts on Instagram at these home cuts. Uh, that's where you're going to find videos upon videos upon videos of different cuts that he's done. Uh, you can set up an appointment directly in his bio, send him a DM, get an appointment set, and treat yourself because let me tell you, to get a great haircut and only have to pay $7 is probably one of the rarest things in this world. Um, it's extremely rare to find a place where you can get a really good haircut at such a low price. Um, so other than that, check them out. You won't be disappointed. These home cuts, professional haircuts at a low price. So some segments we got to get to before we got some question and answers. Um, so first segment, where in the world is Le'Veon Bell? So Le'Veon is supposed to report. He said he'd report by week seven or eight. Um, apparently he won't report this week. Um, this is week seven. The Steelers are on a buy, so it's not that crazy. Apparently he is going to report, he is going to report next week, week eight for the Browns. Uh, there was a picture posted on Twitter actually a couple minutes ago, um, talking about how he, some guy saw him and he said he will report, uh, for the next week with the Browns. So where does that leave Le'Veon? Um, in terms of where does he stand? I'm not so sure yet. I don't know what's going to happen when he gets back. James Conner is performing exceptionally well. Um, you know, Le'Veon is a game-changing type of talent. Uh, so the Steelers obviously would love to have him back. But I think any team could really use him if they do want to trade him. If the Steelers would rather just go with Conner, but I think I think you'd rather stick with a guy like Le'Veon and then give Conner pretty much the starting role next year, um, and who he, he will be a hot name uh, in this free agency period. Even though even if you know he's got all these problems off the field of you know slacking off and getting in trouble and just not showing up, even even all that even though that's what's going on, he'll still get a big deal because he still is Le'Veon Bell. So other than that, we're going to go to our next segment, um, the hot seat checker. So hot, seat, there's, hot seats are probably the best uh, thing in the NFL where you check the, the seat of the coach, you know, who whose hot seat's heating up, who's getting colder. So last week we had two names on the hot seat, um, Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy. So we wanted to go ahead and check in on those a little bit. Did they cool down or are they just still hot or they have they gotten hotter? Has anybody else joined uh, Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy in the hot seat? So Jason Garrett, he's actually off the hot seat right now. His hot seat got cooled down this week, this week, this week with a big win over the Jaguars, 40-7. to uh, I think he might be able to save his job this year if they uh, make the playoffs a little bit. Even if they even if they make the playoffs and they lose first round, I think he'll still be back next year. Uh, Mike McCarthy, his hot seat has heated up. Even though they did win 33-30, it was against a 1-4 San Francisco team with a backup quarterback and a lot of injuries. Aaron Rodgers had to bail out McCarthy again. McCarthy, McCarthy's offense looked better. It looked a little bit more new-aged. Uh, they had some guys playing a lot more than usual. Um, so I do give him a little bit of credit. He did come out in the first half and was coaching pretty well. The defense screwed him up a little bit. Um, but he did uh, not do enough, I think, to 
get him off the hot seat. I'm not saying heat it up, but I'm just saying it's still the same temperature it was last week. Uh, it will cool down a little bit, though, after this bye week, and especially if they beat the Rams, then he will be completely off the hot seat. Uh, Dirk Cutter. I think he's he is back onto the hot seat. Is heating up a little bit for him. Uh, this week they did lose uh, to the Falcons, a beat up Falcons team though. Um, Jameis Winston's gonna have to help Cutter get off this hot seat more than ever. Uh, I know he's been going back and forth. He made the right decision starting Fitzpatrick over Winston a couple weeks ago. Uh, I think everybody would have done that. But he is, you know, this Tampa Bay team should be a lot better than than it is right now. Hugh Jackson is back onto the hot seat after a win last week, after a uh, you know surprising couple of weeks where the Browns have been pretty competitive. Losing 38-14 to at home to the Chargers, who are not a good team on the road, is embarrassing. Um, so I think Hugh Jackson is back onto the hot seat even more. That is the hot seat checker. Question and answer, let's do it. First question we got, is Eli Manning done? Yes. My child, Eli Manning is over. He's done with. this. The Giants should have picked Sam Darnold. That would have been the best decision. Uh, Saquon was there. I get it. Saquon's the sexiest pick there at number two. He's instantly going to provide you with immediate offense, and he is doing that. But the Giants this offseason tried to build this team from the outside in when you should be building it from the inside out, starting with the quarterback position. Eli Manning, I've said it before, and I, I don't think I've said it on this show. I think I did actually on the last show. He is the best quarterback. I think one of the best quarterbacks to sit behind if you're a rookie. And it would just been amazing for one of these four. I'm taking Lamar Jackson out of it. One of these four guys to sit behind Eli. Um, not that Lamar Jackson won't be good. It's just Lamar Jackson is completely different than what Eli is. Um Eli would have been a huge help to guys like Sam Darnold, and it would have been a huge help for the Giants if they would have had a guy like Sam Darnold. Um, ben McAdoo is not looking very stupid right now. I don't think he made the right decision benching Eli last year. I think it was a little bit dumb um, to start Geno Smith instead of uh, Davis Webb to see what you had there. But uh, Eli Manning's done. I think he's done after this year. I think he should wrap it up, which is going to hurt the Giants because they're going to have to go to a rookie quarterback or a veteran QB, whatever they decide to do. Eli's done. His career's over after this season. Last question we got is, why do you constantly defend Carmelo Anthony? So yesterday, if you were looking at the Twitter, you saw I got into a couple fights on the Twitter about Carmelo Anthony and my Mellow for MVP shirt. Why do I defend Mellow? Like we said earlier in the show, he is my dad. He is my favorite basketball player of all time. And we are the number one Carmelo Anthony supporting podcast officially now um, on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. So that's why Carmelo Anthony is the best because he is the best at all. That's why I constantly defend him. Um, every single day I will defend him until I die or until um, somebody comes along that I love more, which is impossible. So that's it for the end of the show. Um, we'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, the last couple of shows, we have doubled and even tripled our listenership over the last couple of, of weeks. Um, last show with Josh, we I don't have the numbers in front of me but it was the highest listened to show since our zach triner interview in june so that's huge for us and we really thank you guys for listening and continuing to support the show what's next for the show um you know we really want to get more interviews with professional athletes with uh, other guests on guys you know our friends whoever anybody who wants to come on and spit takes because spitting takes is one of the funnest things to do and that's why we started the show um we got a couple other things we do want to do in the works right now in terms of you know 
getting more music onto the show, intro music, making the sound quality better, getting on a different platforms. Uh, we have a couple live stream events we wanted to do, we want to do in the future. We have something in the works right now. Me and Truman kind of came up with yesterday that we think we're going to do, which will, which will be really fun, and we're looking for people to join us. So stay tuned to that. Don't want to release too much yet because the date that we do want to do this event is you know in March. So we got a couple months down the line before we start, you know talking about it but we're going to do something really fun with a live stream maybe periscope type of thing but other than that we want to thank you to our sponsors d's home cuts and a's lawn service uh we ask that you go onto itunes give us five stars rate reviews and subscribe uh follow us on twitter at tnt sports talk 12 the instagram's dead we're done Truman lost the password we have no clue what to do there we may start a new one i don't know it's dead uh as twitter goes though that's probably the best place if you ever want to contact us you can find my personal twitter on there but tnt sports talk 12 is the best place if you want to contact us about anything what you like what you dislike what you want to see what you don't want to see if you want to be a guest if you have questions you want to answer it on the show twitter is the place to go listen to us tomorrow on 12 ounce from 7 to 8 a.m find us on youtube if you can't find us anywhere else like i said we're trying to get on more platforms making it easier for android people to listen because right now it's really only easy for itunes people um or people who have YouTube Premium, but we will work to get onto more platforms. So other than that, uh, have a great day. Tune in on Thursday as we help to get ready for Week Seven of the NFL. Uh, NF- NBA is back on tonight, so tune in to watch that. We will give a Carmelo Anthony recap on Thursday as well. Thanks, guys.